one. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, yes, it is finally here. A couple of days late, but ladies and gentlemen, we are here with the premiere, the premiere episode of The Three Count. And with me are my favorite, favorite, favorite people in the world, my, my guests. Oh, I guess I shouldn't call you guys guests because you guys be here with me all the time. So let's go down the list. So we're going to start first with my tag team partner. He is the GOAT. He is a 24-time WCF champion. He is a seven. He is a seven-time WCF Intercontinental Champion, now defunct. He is also the only man to have ever, and when I say this, I mean this, the only man to ever make me break in a match. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Idol. (laughs) Oh, what's up, guys? that's That's a great introduction. Wow. Wow, I've been wrestling too long. All right. (laughs) And we're going to go on down the road to the only white guy on this podcast. And that alone is enough introduction for him. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Bill Red Dog himself, Cliff. Yeah. And now my catchphrase. That's it. I'm waiting for the catchphrase. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, like legit, I was like sitting here waiting, like. All right. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> and last but not least, we call him Little JJ. He's my little brother. So Little JJ, right here on the ones and twos, make you a DJ. DJ Little JJ on the ones and twos. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what's up? What's up? How you doing? How you doing? No. Right here. Right, I'm gonna end that one right there. I'm gonna end that right there. You're too light skinned to be king of Wakanda. <laughs> and all right, guys, and also with us coming for you know the season premiere, our wonderful good friend. He is a WCF wrestler himself. He's also the longest and reigning. Uh, TV champion in history, and his name is Noah Idol. And reigning, I thought he lost it. Yeah, you mean this title, <laughs> this title right here. No, no, you mean that title? I don't, Ooh, I don't remember that, that one title. right there. <laughs> that one that belongs on my chest. That's right. I just wanted to see the reaction that Cliff would do. No, the fact that like Cliff went to go get the title. Like, I I love it. I love it. It's amazing. Alrighty, here, guys. That's right. The four of us and uh, Nova, of course, we're gonna debate some uh, wrestling topics today. Uh, let's start things off with a nice hot topic, something that's been discussed throughout the years since its inception. Let's talk about my buddy Dave. And when I say my buddy Dave, I'm talking about Dave Meltzer. Let's talk about his rating. So, question, guys. First question. First topic of the three count. Are Dave Meltzer's star ratings law? 
Are they accurate? So, Noah, you're the first one. You're the guest. So, guess what? You get to go off on this topic. So, are, are, are they legit? Okay. So, for me, Meltzer is, like, one of the, like, top greatest, like, just in all. And his ratings aren't, like, his ratings aren't, like, I wouldn't say law. Because when you look at his ratings, you look at like, all right, so let's say like he rates a match and then you're like, hmm, okay. Depending on that rating, you're going to look at it. You're going to be like, okay, that wasn't a bad rating. Like, hmm, let's say you give him like a, a 7.5. You're going to be like, hmm, that's not a bad rating. So it must have been like an okay match. It's going to make you want to see it. It's going to make you want to like, it's going to pique your curiosity. And especially if it's like a high profile match. So I wouldn't say his like ratings are law, but they mean something. They like, you know, they can... It's like a contributing factor. Like, okay, I want to see this match. And Meltzer also gave us like a 7.5, even more incentive. So that's kind of, I wouldn't say it's law, but it's a good go-to if you're like looking towards a match and you, you're you not going in expecting like whatever, but like his, his ratings are, are legit. To me, it's like they aren't law, but if you're looking for a match and then like he rates it and it's a good rating, you're like, okay, curiosity peaks. I'm going to peak the match. Like, you get what I mean? Just as, like, a fan. Yeah. Uh, Cliff, you want to chime in on this one? All right. So before we jump into this Dave Meltzer thing, I just want to point out that I've been paying attention to people bitching about The Bachelor being three hours long. Bitches, we watch Raw for three <laughs> hours every week. You fucking rookies, get used to it. Okay, fuck off. There's there's my rant, and mm-hmm. probably the first of many things I'm gonna say wildly. Um, no, I don't think Dave's ratings are law. What I think they are is like it. It's just like Jay said, right? They're tools, right? So maybe it's gonna pique your interest and check something out. But I don't listen to everything Dave said. Dave gave a match like a negative three stars because he was like. It's the most dangerous match I've ever seen. And I was like, pussy. But I understand. Dave's, <laughs> Dave's been around. Like, he's seen everything. And I know I know the matches are dangerous, right? I get it. And, and But it's also the same reason why I want to watch it. Because I want to see how far um, something was pushed. So I, I absolutely have to disagree and just say, nah, they can't be law. But they are insightful because he does have a lot of great knowledge. Like, it was like 30, 40 years that he's been doing this. So I have to give him props when, you know, props are due. But I'm not going to sit back here and be like, Dave said it's a bad match, so I'm not going to watch it. No, I'm going to watch it because Dave said it was a bad match. (laughs) (laughs) All right, little JJ. All right. You want to know what I said? I'm going to have a comparison. Dave is like rotten tomatoes. Now, you know, this play, so you see his rating system, right? Let's say it's rated like, you know, a really good match, like, you know, 7.5 or 8, you know? And then you have rotten tomatoes, for example, they have this movie at a 96% on rotten tomatoes. Now you're interested. Right? Some people would some people, I'm not saying that this is still like law. I know some of us fans do. But, however, Samson does have a lot of power. Sort of. 
well, influence, you know what I mean? So, and that's what I'm comparing with Rod Camino, where he's kind of like, how would I describe it? Um, uh, it might just be a word. Um, okay, words are hard. <laughs> yes, they're very, very hard. Super, super, super hard. But I think that they're legit to a certain extent, but you shouldn't take them as long. However, it is it is a good like ground point if you want to watch a match if it's good or if it's bad. And at the end of the day, it, it's just his opinion, not bad. So you might you might hit a match, and you might like it. You, you might watch a match, and you might fucking hate it. Think it's terrible. So I'm not saying it's like I said. It's somebody's opinion. You shouldn't use somebody's opinion for your viewpoint. That's what I'm going to do. I have to say though, we keep talking about seven and a half rating. Only <laughs> one match has ever been rated seven and a half. Let's play. Let's not play. It's a one through five. Ratings right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. They're like seven and a half, eight stars. No match has ever been rated eight stars. Facts, sure, that's facts. And I just you bring like a point. So I we think ran I'm a, with it. I think I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a uh, say something on this one. So just because you mentioned that, yes, it is one out of five stars. I'm gonna be honest with y'all. I love Dave as a person. Dave is a very smart guy, but the rating system is the most dumbest shit in wrestling. Next to the honky tonk. Oh shit! <laughs> it is the most dumbest shit ever. Okay, I elaborate. So, 1983, guys, that was the first five star match. That was Dynamite Kid versus Tiger Mask in New Japan. I watched that match. It was five stars. It was a it was a damn good match. Do you want to know what the highest rated match, as we've already stated, seven and a half stars. You know what the highest rated match was? Is that Okada, Okada and Omega last year, yes, right? That was in 2018. Mm-hmm. This guy knows his fucking wrestling. This guy oh. knows his fucking wrestling. <laughs> now, I have we, we we've all seen that Okada Omega match. I know Josh, I know you, uh, you've seen it with me. That yeah. super-duper long-ass match that they had. I just want to put y'all into consideration. What does everybody consider the greatest WrestleMania match of all time? What is that match? That, uh, you know, as the wrestling community, right? 25. Yeah. Guess, how, yeah. guess how many stars that? I want everybody to guess. How many stars did that get? Four and three-quarters. You, 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 you think it got a three stars? Yes. I, I think it got, got three I was gonna say four and three quarters. Four and three quarters, Justin. Four and three quarters. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was four and three quarters. Yes, yes, it was four and three quarters. Yes, that is the guy. You mean that? And, and that what what drives my gears is that Shawn Michaels, probably the greatest, the greatest in ring performer, versus the Undertaker. The Undertaker. That uh, that match that everyone was raving about and still raves about to this day got 4.75 stars. 
<laughs> Who had the most five star matches? Is it? I, I know this is gonna sound wild. I was gonna say it's Teddy fucking Olivier. Shawn <laughs> <laughs> Michaels does not have damn near as many five star matches as fucking Kenny Olivier. You have got to be fucking shitting me. Well, to be honest, and it's it's no no secret that Dave Meltzer doesn't like WWE. I mean, it's oh, all that bullet. Don't give me that crap, Claire. Because hey. even before this, I, I don't even care. It's not even about companies at this point. I've seen that Okada Omega match. Honestly, it's about four. That, that's about four and three quarters, if you want to be honest. If anything deserves that, it's gone. John Cena and CM Punk from Money in the Bank. And Chicago deserves seven stars, if we want to get honest. I you mean, have got to be fucking shitting me. If you got me thinking, really believe that Okada versus Omega is a better match than John Cena versus CM Punk at Money in the Bank or Daniel Bryan and John, any fucking Daniel Bryan match. <laughs> yeah. Daniel, Daniel Bryan, Bryan versus... Daniel Bryan's never gotten a five-star match rating from Dave Meltzer. Never. Are you serious? Oh, that's Never. a crazy fun fact. Wow. So For all those that, listening, that was a fun fact. being said, the rating system is bullshit. One, how do you get more than five stars if it's one through five? <laughs> well, wait, didn't... So, Kenny Omega and Okada, they had, was it three matches or four? Because I thought it started at five, they had six, three. and... Was it like a five star, a six and a quarter, and then like seven and a half star matches? Like it consistently went up. I remember that. But exactly. yeah, I, yeah it was, it was I agree. Three, three matches. Yeah, they had. Yeah, and it went up. Yeah. Yeah. I just know they had three matches, but I just know their last, the last match they had, it was like seven stars or something. And I was just like, okay, the match was good. <laughs> like, I mean, if you sit there and wrestle for a damn hour and a half, literally, you better damn literally, damn literally have 10 stars. An hour and a half. <laughs> oh, this, y'all, I, uh, go ahead. Go ahead, Mr. Mr. Chris Idol, because this, because I'm, I'm really going to blow a gasket on our first segment, because I'm really, now I'm really looking at my nose. Uh, really go, go, go take your blood pressure medication, buddy. Oh, um, but I, I, I got to agree with you. Um, uh, the Meltzer system uh, went out the window to me once he gave something higher than five stars. Like, what really, what really got me, though, it wasn't Kenny in, in, uh, in Okada, which I just want to point out, I never saw any of those matches because I saw those star ratings and I said, oh, fuck no. So I never, <laughs> I've never seen any of them. Um, what really got me was this, the Young Bucks, and the Lucha Brothers, their ladder match that they just had a few months ago. Meltzer gave it, I want to say he gave it like five and a half stars. Meaning that that's the best ladder match that he's ever seen. That is bullshit. That match was not better than any of the Edge and Christian, Hardys, Dudleys, TLC matches. Which laid the groundwork for Every ladder match variation that exists today. There's no way. No way. And those matches didn't get five stars from him. 
I think TLC two got four and three quarters. You know what really pisses me off? You know what really pisses me off about the Dave Meltzer rating system is that he never, ever ranked one of my matches for my title ever. I hate this man. You got to be it's okay. You wouldn't get five stars. You'd probably get four and three quarters. I'll take it. Because <laughs> yeah. that's what he seems to do with actually legitimate good wrestling <laughs> matches. He gives them four and three quarters. But the over, the over, over dramatic New Japan bullshit gets ten stars. Yeah, honestly, I just feel like if you ask me, I really feel like he's like, like you said, he's not really a big WWE guy, and WWE really focuses on, like, story, like, the entire, like, story behind, like, the entire feud. I honestly feel like he's just, like, like in it for the wrestling and, like, the technical, like... Do they, though? Like, does WWE really focus on I story? Mean, for I feel me, like okay, well, in my, in my opinion, sports I entertainment. Like, because whenever I watch AEW, I mean, AEW's good, but, but I just feel like it's more so just, like, wrestling. Like, I mean, it's few stories told, but it's not, like, the straight, like, like, vocal point. I just feel like they, that's just me, though. That's just me. But they've been I, around, they've only been around for, like, six months, but, like. Very true. New, very, New very Japan. True. But look at look at New Japan though. Like New Japan, like they can set up a feud that only lasts for like a month. It gets a month of story build, but the wrestling behind it, they know how to tell like really great stories. Where WWE is like entertainment. Hey, just shove Brock out there and let him beat up Rey Mysterio because that'll be great entertainment. That's good shit. It is for me. It's like psychology wise, like wrestling. Like that. That's just. The psychology in a wrestling is just more so like everything and the story behind it. So, for example, like, um, I want to say WWE focuses more on like the story purposes. For example, like, as of right now, I absolutely like hate, like, not want to say hate, but I don't, I'm not really feeling the whole storyline with Lana, Rusev, all of them. I'm not we're feeling not talking about that yet. We're going to talk about that later. Though. Oh, you're right. I'm That's sorry. Right. But I'm just, I was just using as an example. But, but I just, <laughs> I just feel like AEW is more so just for, like, the wrestling. And I just feel like Meltzer doesn't really like – he's not really too fond of WWE because sometimes the storylines are really, really janky. So that's just my opinion. All right, you're entitled right, to your wrong uh, opinion. No. <laughs> <laughs> Little JJ, closing, closing remarks. Little closing remarks. I mean, y'all pretty much said everything. I'm just listening. <laughs> yeah, hit, yeah, hit listening. <laughs> All right, Chris, Chris, final, final, uh, final thoughts. Um, yeah, no, don't listen to Meltzer. Like, it's a good reference point, but I mean, if it didn't happen in Japan, he doesn't like it. So, yeah. <laughs> he gave five stars to Dustin and Cody's match. Like, yeah, 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 <laughs> it's American. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cody wrestled in Japan, though. So. <laughs> well, I do got closer remarks. Uh, you want to hear it? Here yeah. It if you're not in the elite, you're only getting four and three quarters? No. I was going to say, don't rest. I was going to have a more a closer. 
like it. Why don't you sound like you're not calling off the telephone? Get on the digital era like the rest of us quit being on analog. That's what we're going to say to you, JJ. Alright, so our next topic. Uh, another controversial topic. So, um, um, a lot of people, if you don't already know, there, there's a difference in the wrestling world on your, uh, I guess, hmm, your status, I guess, going to say, your class system. Yeah, we go. Class system of, of uh, professional wrestling. Um, we got your, your daughters, which is your... Your underground wrestlers, this is, you know, your WCF, your AUW, BWA, uh, and, uh, what, I don't know, a bunch of other random acronyms that's been all over the world. The GBYWXYNZ, that thing, Global Backyard Wrestling Exoneration <laughs> Network. Um, <laughs> then there's, there's your Indies, there, that's your MCW. That's your P- uh, PWGs. And then you got Pro. Pro is your major wrestling promotions that you watch on TV. WWE, AEW, Impact, Ring of Honor, if you want to consider them, even though they're a dead fed. Um, so, um, I guess, so here's, here's the question, guys. Is there a difference between Indy, Yarder, and Pro? Why you want me to start it off? Why does such and such have a different, you know, a negative connotation than the other? You want to start off, little JJ? Oh, yeah. All right. Look, I'm going to be a little controversial on this, but I think, honestly, there's no fucking difference. Let me explain. Mm -hmm. I'm a a mad performer. Don't you guys want to care, right? Right. You're all prepared. You're all yeah. trained. You wear the for whatever you want in the ring, you know, you do your ring training. You guys talk to each other when you try these spots, whatever. But the only difference is you know, wrestling in your backyard or wrestling in your Madison Square Garden, honestly. <coughs> That's pretty much the only difference, like the crowd size. But as you can say, you work your way up though, you know. So it's not as bad as you know, wrestling for Madison Square Garden. Honestly, I just feel like me personally, I mean, it could be different for you guys if you actually, you know, perform, perform. But I don't, that's different between the different classes. <clears throat> All right, Chris. Um, the difference, really, the only difference is, uh, skill level and experience. That's really the only difference. The pro, you know, pros like, uh, WWE, AEW, they've got the most, they, they're the most highly trained, they're the most skilled of uh, the yarders, or the less highly trained, less skilled. That's really the only difference, that and a piece of paper that says you're legally allowed to wrestle. But it doesn't mean, doesn't mean that, you know, there's an indie guy that's better than a yard guy. 
I can think of a few yard guys that are better than some guys I've seen on the Indies without naming names. No, go ahead. Okay. Name names. Name names. Burn fucking bridges. That's what he's saying. <laughs> Not going to burn any bridges. I'm just going to say that there are some guys that just starting on the Indies that could have easily bypassed the Indies when they were on when they were in the yard because that's how talented they were. They know who they are. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest though. Like CM Punk actually started as a yarder. Like he was a yard okay. bird, and then he went to the Indies and he went to the pro. And you can see like consistently, like he got better. Like with obvious with age and experience. The you know, the training that went into it, like, he, he obviously understood it better. Um, I think the biggest difference, too, is that, like, you know, when you get when you get trained by somebody who has been on the pro circuit, who can teach you, like, not just, like, the psychology of wrestling, but, like, more, like, the inside tips and tricks that you probably won't get if you're, like, a fresh yard bird. Because I know, like, even for me, right, like, I just started training for, for the pro circuit. Like, that's, that's something I can say. I yeah. I learned a lot of shit at, at WCF. I learned a lot of shit at AUW. I've learned a lot of shit when I used to backyard wrestle back in 2003, which really dates the fuck out of me. But, um, like, coming in and actually, like, learning, like, how to take a proper bump, how to do a proper wrist lock, how to do, like, arm like arm drags. Like, that was something that, you know, like, it's not something I, I learned at WCF. Like, no offense to you guys, because... We all train together. We all know that we can talk in the ring and we can work together. But it's it's different when you are on a larger scale and you're getting trained by somebody who's like, "Hey, man, like I've been to the been to the top of the mountain, and I'm going to show you how to do this properly without like injuring." You know what I mean? It's just it's I don't know. It's a different kind of feeling, but it's funny because like with us, maybe maybe there's not a real big difference because. We all have been training together. We've all been working together. We know how that works. But to your to your average guy who maybe a backyarder who's like a a day oneer or even like had been in for like a couple months, like yeah, he's he's gonna be trash. And then as he gets better, if he's tenure, because we know people who who have tenureship, you know, twenty years in the backyard scene, right? We we know a guy that's like that, and uh, he can train other wrestlers to be good but i just think that when you get trained from like a higher experienced person like an arn anderson or like a rich swan like it's a different kind of training than what you're going to get from like a backyard or even from an indie scene you know what i mean that's what they tell me i haven't experienced it but i'm glad you have cliff <laughs> <laughs> um cliff, i didn't damn arm drags don't work in wrestling no more you know it does work in wrestling what? Me punching you in the fucking face. Mm. Shut the fuck up. Mm. <laughs> that's, facts, no. that's facts. Not in the Kenny Omega match. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen him throw a punch. <laughs> Be triggers for days. That's all I'm going to do. <laughs> okay. If his knee can't win the match for him, I doubt his fist could. But he wins on a B trigger. <laughs> Does he? Though? Does he? <laughs> yeah, on the seventh one. That doesn't matter. <laughs> that's, his, that's his jab. Look, man, sure. that's his jab, okay? Sure. Instead of but throwing I'm a normal sure. jab, he just V-triggers the shit out of everybody. <laughs> it's a knee. 
It jab, took jab, like jab, one jab. super kick. It takes Kenny seven knees. Hey, some people get knocked out on the seventh jab, okay? It happens. <laughs> seven knees to the face. <laughs> seven knees. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, all righty. Uh, Noah, this is the topic you, uh, you've had a lot to say about, you know, privately, you know, uh, our conversations. Mm. This is something you wanted to talk about. Honestly, this is the reason why you're on this show. So, sound off, sir. Okay, so, in my opinion. <laughs> okay, so, okay. In all honesty, um, I've been wrestling for about three, three, three years now. And when I came to WCF, when I came to WCF, I didn't know anything. Like, I, I didn't know how to pick a bump. I didn't know how to do a wrist lock. I didn't know how to uh, a front bump, backwards bump. I, I didn't know how to do anything. And once I came, I learned to do almost all of that and then some. Like, with the people you have around you when, like, you're training and things like that and you're trying to come up, like, it helps you. Like, when everybody's training together and everybody just wants to get better, everybody just elevates to a new level. Now, when I look at WWE and AEW, I see all these guys that come from the indies and half of the indie guys came from the yard. But whenever, you know, they want to talk about like their roots or what really made them jump into wrestling, nobody wants to talk about the yard, which makes me mad because half of the wrestlers are from the yard. And I just feel like we don't get no respect or no credit. Now, I really feel as though yarders have the most power because yarders are new. They're beginning. They're fresh. They can they can add. They they're here. They can only go up. Like that's that's just a fact. And I Unless just feel you're like a coat hanger. Not. <laughs> this is a respectable podcast. <laughs> we ain't gonna have that here. Absolutely. Not. Anyway, like I was saying, um. Yeah, like, it's just, it's a whole different, like, atmosphere. Like, and the thing that really gets to me is just, like, half the WWE guys are from the yard, like, straight from the yard. And they never give no credit to the yard. And I feel like the yard, like I said before, they have the power because, like, we watch them. Like, we watch them. We we look at uh, their matches. But at the same time, we're also honing our craft, like, in our own way. So I just feel like it's a little bit disrespectful for them to like, like, you know, kind of like shit on the yarders when the yarders are in the exact same position as they were a couple years ago. Like honing our craft, trying to get better and just trying to elevate to that next level. So I just feel like I honestly just feel like it's disrespectful, like straight up, like nobody wants to give yarders credit. But the yarders are the one that's logging on to the freaking WWE uh, freaking uh Log on to the WWE, watching AEW, watching freaking New Japan. Like, we have the power, we're watching it all. So, and at the same time, we're trying to elevate ourselves to that next level. So, I just feel like it's disrespectful. Like, nobody looks at Yarders. Nobody ever comes out and just like, hmm, I heard this Yarder was really, really good. I want to go scout it. But half the guys we see now on TV have came straight from the yard. You know what I'm saying? So, it's, I don't know. That's just me. That's just my opinion. I just feel like it's 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 weird and it's stupid. Like, yo, okay, it is so wild that you said that because I I obviously I don't want to say 
anything negative, all right, per mm. se. No, no go ahead. Let me flow through you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Yes. We'll let the hate come through. <laughs> now we're talking. So it's funny because, like, I, I, I acknowledge, like, I've come from the yard. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's weird, man, because I've, I've heard that a lot that people aren't supposed to reference that they came from the yard. Like, and maybe right. it's just because it's, it's seen as, like, unsafe. I say that in quotations because – but we, like all of us, we have run all the spots. We've talked about all the spots. We practice all the spots. Everything that we're going to do, we, we rehearse because we want to make sure that we get it right because we don't want to hurt the other guy because we understand that rule. Right. But maybe it's because our Fed is, is different in a sense that, yes, we're still yards, but we at least understand the fact that we're trying to keep the other person safe. Where, like, right. maybe – Maybe there's some organization in like fucking California. We'll call it C W Trailer Trash, and they're <laughs> out there like they're like fuck it. We're just gonna hit this power bomb right here for no goddamn reason. Like, why did you put him through a table with thumbtacks? Like that kid's superhuman. Like, oh my god. Let me talk about someone who's like unsafe as fuck. Funny, but unsafe as fuck. <laughs> like he. You mean like he's like going through all this shit and it's like, dude, you're doing you're just you don't understand like how much damage you're actually doing to your body. Where like we watch that shit and we're like, dude, that's those are things that you do like in extreme circumstances, not just for fun. You just you gotta understand like what you're gonna do later in life to damage. And we all understand that, which I think is different from you know, like I said, like maybe you're Texas Home Fry Federation or some shit like that. I don't don't use right. that. That's my mm. trademark now. Okay, Tr- Texas Home Fried <laughs> Federation. Uh, listening right now, making that fed. I yeah, promise. Yep. So I think Justin, Justin, why do you think uh, yarders get this negative connotation to the uh, to you know from uh, pro wrestlers? because uh, it's looked at because. You know, when Backyard was in its infancy, all the kids were trying to copy, you know, ECW. They were hitting each other with everything, doing all this wild, crazy, unsafe shit, like Cliff said. But nowadays, it's it's so much different. Yarding now is so much different than it was then. Like, there's some yard places that are just as really good, good as indies. Like, I, I've I've been to an indie show. Where I looked around and I was like, this is the Indies? <laughs> I could have done a better job than this. Not to name any names, of course. I'm not going to put anybody out there. <laughs> oh, no, 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 go ahead. Put, but no, no, put, put the names out that. there. Go on. And that's really what's deterred me from Join the dark side. <laughs> from being on the Indies. Like, I. I, I've stopped and started pro training so many times. It's not even funny at this point. Actually, Cliff, uh, I've been up there so infrequently. Every time I go up there where you train, they don't recognize me. <laughs> <laughs> Every day is like day one. I've been up there like six times. <laughs> but uh, that that's what I think it is. But, you know, I'm, I'm proud of it being a yarder it's what made me the wrestling fan wrestling 
enthusiast, whatever word you want to put, that I am today, I wouldn't be that without the yard. I think it's the one thing that, like, we, like, all of us that are in the Fed, we just, we've come to understand that, like, yeah, we, we're still learning and we're still growing, but we're understanding that we're still trying to keep a safe environment for, like, our other person where, like, you know, and like I said, Texas Home Fry Wrestling Federation probably really legitimately punches each other in the face, not realizing, like, yo, dude, this is sorry for all of those people out there. It's it's scripted. Like, we understand, like, the next spot that's going to come up where, like, you know, Joe fucking Schmo out there is just like, hey, Rick, take that to the face. <laughs> You're like, what? I think <laughs> like, I met a yarder named Joe Schmo once. <laughs> but we've also acknowledged that we know you know like dean uh, well john moxley um cm punk um like tons of dudes have come from the yard gone to the indies and then gone to to wwe or aew new japan wherever but we understood that that's where they where they went and i guess i know for me it's funny because like i just understand like I want to be able to do the same thing and just kind of progress up, but I'm never going to forget, like, even if WWE was like, where'd you get start at, WCF? Like, you, 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 can't, say that. Sure. you can't say that. You got to You got to at this indie show. Sure. Let's do it again. We'll run it back. Where'd you get start at, WCF? Because that's where I got my start. And anybody who listens to a podcast that I've done will understand that that was a thing. That was a selling point for me. And And Justin will tell you that that's the reason why I came to WCF first was because we low-key were on another podcast, Frankenculture Presents Frankensteiner, just for those wondering. Um, but Justin was like, I want WCF to be that jump-off point for people to go from, you know, backyard to indie to pro. And that's what I saw, and that's why I came through, and that's why I started That's why I started wrestling again. So, I mean, it's you have to acknowledge your roots. You can't just be a dick and be like, I don't, I don't understand. No, it, pro is all I've ever known. Straight up. Yep. Yeah, guys. It's a a lot of a lot of people that watch on your TV today were definitely yarders. That's on both sides. AEW, WWE. A lot of them that are you know main event talents were yard wrestlers. So it's 2020, guys. It's not 1999. We're not jumping off of ceilings and landing on the flaming table spots. Tell me, not scouts in the back. So, Straight up. Alright. Two more fun topics. Right, guys, we're gonna switch Whoa. gears and we're gonna do some fantasy booking. Alright. Everybody everybody loves the fantasy book in the wrestling world, so why can't we do it? Very true. So guys, uh if you haven't watched the recent episode, the first episode of Monday Night Raw. Our wonderful WWE champion and the most greatest manager of all of wrestling, right underneath Bobby Heenan, Paul Heyman, have announced that Brock will be entering into the men's Royal Rumble match later this month, and he will be entering at number one. So, clearly... Uh, and then, but WWE has stirred us before, but you never know with Brock and the WWE. But with hindsight, you know, coming up, we can, you know, we can fancy book. Who is throwing out Brock Lesnar in the 30-man Royal Rumble? I'm going to start off, and my pick 
to throw out Brock Lesnar will be Drew McIntyre. I think this is the time where we get the big push for Drew. And I think this WrestleMania, we do Drew McIntyre versus Brock Lesnar for the WWE Championship. Uh, I think what we do is a Brock is Brock is probably at least at least twenty twenty five. Uh, you know, by the time the twenty five mark person hits, that's when we eliminate Brock. Uh, Drew gets the huge huge pop. He eliminated Brock, and then Brock or Paul will help you know eliminate uh, Drew, and that will set up for WrestleMania this year. Now, I also have a second pick because I can you know. Is that you can you never know with WWE, but me as a, my personal favorite though, so Drew is what I think they should go with, and this pick right here is what I want. I want Bobby to win, and uh, face off against. I want Bobby to face off that, against Brock Lesnar. I find let if 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 anything of this Lana storyline that you know we'll talk to about later. We'll do anything to help Bobby. Let that be the launching pad for Bobby to face off against Brock finally. So that's what I got. I got Drew as the smart pick to go, and as my personal pick, I got Bobby. All right, uh, we're going to start off round, and we'll go Chris Idol, Noah Idol, Lil JJ, and then we'll end it off on uh, with the big red dog. Hmm. Drew is a good pick. Drew is a good pick. Hmm. I don't know. I got this feeling Lesnar's going to win the Rumble. I got it. Dude, please don't speak that. There's only two people that have ever entered at number one and won the Rumble, and there's only one of those two people that WWE can talk about. So... Oh. I see Lesnar winning the. I see, I see him winning the thing. All right, guys, you heard it here. Chris Idol on the season premiere said that Brock Lesnar will win the Royal Rumble this year. That'll be oh, wild, though. That's honestly gonna like if Brock wins. Like, does he challenge for the Universal too? Like. Probably. He better not win that damn shit. <laughs> he better not win that damn shit. <laughs> All right, so Noah, who you got? Okay, so honestly, it's it's so tough because like the like the rumble's gonna be stacked. Like it's crazy because we got so many heads in the rumble like so and then we got three different brands now we got nxt raw and smackdown like i just i honestly feel like wwe is going to try to do something like that they're going to try to like hoodwink us i really feel like an nxt guy is going to win that's just me i, I feel like i'm not asking you who's winning i'm asking who's throwing out brock oh who's throwing out brock yeah we got okay. that. That, that's, that, okay. that's next week's show i'm asking okay okay you're right i'm, I'm jumping to here 
Boost, um, yeah, you jumping ahead. Who's throwing out right. Brock? It's two people that I think can throw out Brock. I'm thinking, okay. Velasquez. Or okay. I'm going with Velasquez, and I'm also going with Braun. I'm going with those two. I mean, honestly, like, I'm going with those two because those are, like, the biggest pop, like, two of the biggest powerhouses in the Rumble, and, like, it would make sense for them to, like, take out Brock, especially Velasquez, given their last match at, like, um, what was that, Crown and Jewel? So, yeah, I'm, I think Velasquez is going to take Brock out. I wouldn't be surprised if he came out like number two, honestly. Velasquez isn't a bad choice. Not when you mention that, he's not. That's honestly, it makes sense. Be, it know. really does make sense because yeah. Brock beat Velasquez, and it would make yeah, sense for yeah. him to come out at yeah. number two, toss Brock yeah. ass up. Oh, here's a theory. Mm-hmm. Uh, who said the person that eliminates Brock is going to be a Rumble participant? Mmm. Velasquez could just hop out the crowd and do it. That's also true. As soon as they announced, they were like, oh, yeah, Velasquez is in the Rumble. I was like, he's chucking Brock's ass out straight up. Like, that's, what, that's, that's what I think. I think either Velasquez or Braun are going to chuck Brock out. That was two, those two are my pick. All right, so I guess it's my turn. I have four options. Four? Right. <laughs> Not allowed? I didn't know we could have four. Right. I four. Four. Four, four. You're the only one on analog. I guess that makes sense. <laughs> you don't listen to the rules. Yeah. Well, I am. <laughs> Oh, God. Anyway, A, Bobby. Because I know that Bobby wanted to have a match with Brock. I heard he was uh, promised a match with Brock. And I've been wanting to see that match for so, so long. I know you guys also have wanted to see that match too. So, Bobby is my is A. That's, that's, that's my main thing. I, I want Bobby to do it. However, here's B and, and C. B, I would say Kane. Okay. I, I just, just from the storytelling aspect, like, like Jay said, beat him at, you got to beat a crown jewel. So, let's uh, put him in the rumble. Maybe, I don't know, put him, maybe have him come out last. And get the Brock out. Brock lasts the whole level. And then as soon as Kane gets in, Kane throws him over. And, Brock, like, and maybe you have Brock doing the, the uh, pulling like He's going to be the level dominating everybody. He might even break the record. Who knows? Um, he will probably Braun because like also Jason also said, powerhouse. So that's, that's another one of your powerhouses. And trying to get Brock out, he's also established that he'll be like, you know, the top of the pyramid. You want, you probably want to get Braun maybe. But I don't think Braun's going to do it. Braun never beats like this. <laughs> um, 
before you fin before you finish, I just need everyone to know that we're recording this. Uh, Lil JJ is upstairs. I'm downstairs, <laughs> and as he was saying that, all I hear is just the stomping and him <laughs> yelling. <laughs> and I had to look up. And was like, God. <laughs> <laughs> So that go ahead, continue. Just had to make that known. Before I was really interrupted, it was raining, defending, undisputed, universal champion. Oh. Oh, Lord of Bumness. I really hate that hate happen. I really hope that doesn't happen. Right. Can y'all imagine that? Like, little JJ was right. Like, oh my God. Hey. No, he'll, never, he'll never live that down. Right, he will never live it down. He will. We are going to come back every like show and straight. let us know that he was right. Of course. <laughs> okay. So, uh -oh. I'll put out. I'll put out my two options. Right. Mm -hmm. So, I got. I got. I got three. First, I'm going to tell you I got three, but I'm going to tell you my first two options. Here we go. Option one, because nobody wants to talk about it. Nobody said it had to be a main roster guy, main roster guy that did it. So why can't the limitless one, Keith Lee, do it? Oh, yeah, that's what I was he, gonna say. He beat Seth. So let's look at it, right? He lost to Roman, but he beat Seth, who's knocked off Brock twice. So why couldn't it be him? Why can't it be that man? Okay, that's that's one. Two, I would say watch it be someone like AJ Styles or someone like a littler guy because that would just set up like the little guy versus big guy, right? But here's the other part that I, did, I was thinking about while we were all talking about this. What if he does win it all and then you see him show up at NXT for a title? What's to say that he doesn't? Because we already know that NXT's <laughs> title is going to be at WrestleMania. We know that title is going to be there. We know it's going to be defended on that show. So why can't Adam Cole defend his title against Brock Lesnar? Listen, if they do that, now why I'm, would you put that, that? Why would you put that on that poor boy? Right. <laughs> why would you do that? That match is going to end in seven seconds anyway. We don't care. We're going to move back. Gonna oh no, we'll Adam care Cole. when Brock goes and over and takes that NXT over. championship and you don't see it till the next takeover. Oh my gosh. Next I mean, hey, the, the NXT champion schedule, it does work great for, for Lesnar. He's only got to defend it four, time, four or five times a year. <laughs> or what? What if? What if? What if he defends or he goes and takes that title? He goes and defend or fights for the title at the NXT event, defends it the next night on WrestleMania and drops the title. And let's say he drops the title to Keith Lee or Matt Riddle. Oh. And then Ooh. I could, that's really good. 
Like, all right, guys, you've heard it here first. Cliff wishes death upon NXT. (laughs) (laughs) No, but like, I honestly agree with Cliff. Like, he got some really good points. Think about it. Matt Riddle has been capping. He has been capping about like wrestling. Brock, if it's not, if Braun or Velasquez does not throw him out, I would not be surprised if it's Keith Lee or Matt Riddle, especially like Matt Riddle. Like, I'm, it, I would not be surprised if it's an NXT guy for the simple fact Matt Riddle, he's been crying to everybody. He's just like, I want to match with Brock. Like, that's all he wants. Like, he, that's literally all his. Oh, he's been saying that for years before exactly. he was in WWE. And Keith Lee, along with Keith Lee, like, it's like, it's just like Red Dog said. Keith Lee pinned Seth. He, he was going toe-to-toe with Roman, and Roman, like, dapped him up, like, you know, you, you got something going. Imagine if they in the Rumble and, like, fatigue starts to set in. Brock's tired. Keith comes in and straight up takes Brock out. That's, that's pop of the night, straight up. Like, I'm just saying, it doesn't seem too far off. Like, that's what I'm saying. I, I would not be surprised if it's an NXT guy. I will literally, literally quit wrestling if Brock Lesnar shows up at a takeover event. I will lose my not- fucking <laughs> shit. Y'all, I do not want to see Brock Lesnar on NXT. Keep him the fuck away. <laughs> yo, and then watch, yo, and straight up watch Wednesday night. Both wish death upon NXT. I'm not wishing death. <laughs> hey, hey, you, y'all, hey, we y'all all know now. Within the Wednesday night war. No, I swear. I'm not. You guys didn't know already. We are not wishing death upon them. I'm just saying. It would be cool if Matt Riddle or Keith Lee eliminated Brock. I'm not saying Brock go to NXT and take the title. We'll never see it for another seven freaking years. But I'm just saying. if, If Keith Lee or Matt was the one to eliminate Brock. It could be so much for their character, and it'll be like the the biggest like pop of the rumble. Like that'll be crazy. Are we gonna side? I'm a, I'm a, uh, we gonna sidestep. So Brock's dream matches, guys. Brock, who we want to see Brock at Mania then? Because we're uh we 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 we've gotten to who we want Brock to get thrown out by, but who we want him to face at Ma- uh, at Mania? I'll start off by saying I would, I do not, absolutely do not want to see Matt Riddle versus Brock Lesnar. I don't care that Matt Riddle wants that match. I don't want to see it. I don't. Now, don't get me wrong. Really? I love, I love, I love Matt Riddle just as the next person do. Really? But when I look at the way that Matt Riddle wrestles, and I look at Brock's squash wrestling, it just. No, it's not gonna work. No, it just it, it it just it doesn't it just it's like it 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 sounds on paper that it could be a good match. Like on paper, it sounds amazing, but when we when we actually see it, it's gonna pre- be probably the most letdown of letdowns. 
We're going to be mad at Brock all over again, just like at WrestleMania 20. That's how bad I think it's going to be. Oh. I do. Yeah, I don't, that was a jam. Just, God. Yeah. That was a jam. Like, I just don't want to see Matt Riddle versus Brock Lesnar at all. So, do you feel now, like it's like. Oh. I would rather see Keith Lee. I would like to see Keith versus Brock. But I don't want Brock going over and burying Keith Lee. That's the thing. If we're going to put Brock against the NXT guy, don't have Brock bury the NXT guy. So, is it like a conflict of interest? Like, you don't want, like, you just feel like Brock won't work with Matt? Or is it just like, you just feel like I the match itself the match is going to suck ass. Okay. All right. Yeah. I think it's going to suck ass, and, you know, and that'll be just because it's Matt Riddle. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it'd be just assume it's going to be a five-star match. But we know how Brock is. Oh, no, no. Can't. Four and three quarters. It's America, Chaz. <laughs> so, right. <laughs> It's It's only four. It's Mm -hmm. average. Four stars average. Okay. Uh, If they do WrestleMania at the Tokyo Dome, six stars. (laughs) (laughs) Just for Lesnar walking to the ring. Um, um, Yeah, I just, I don't, man. Matt Riddle, Brock, please don't give it to me. But Dream of Phone is dope. Ooh. I said, I don't know who I would want to see Lesnar fight at Mania this year. Um, if he, I don't know. They got to do something different with him or, like, fresh because, like, I, don't, I honestly don't know who he would take on at Mania, and it has to make sense. And this guy's been gone for, like, months on end. So, I'm not going to say... Ooh, but I honestly feel like I, me personally, I think they're gonna put him with like an NXT guy just to give somebody from NXT the push. Like, and imagine if somebody from NXT is going toe to toe with Brock Lesnar. Like, I feel like, of course, Brock's going over, but I feel like they're gonna then use. Why, 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 why uh, waste that talent? Why do we get no? But listen, like, they're, they're, the reason they're gonna do it is because like NXT. They're not gonna have an NXT guy go over on Brock. I'm sorry, you know, you know that's not gonna happen. But they're gonna push them though. But then Brock, Brock, you know they're gonna make Brock win. They love Brock too much. But what do you? But yeah, no, no, no. I, 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 I get your point, Chad. Yeah, Chad, I see where you're at. Yeah, they're gonna no, they're they're gonna they're gonna do it. They're gonna be like, oh yeah, we're gonna make you feel like we're pushing this guy. And he loses that. Yeah, 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 that was right. That's what's gonna happen. You, you can't. Okay, well, if you do that, then yeah. if you do that, then what are you gonna do that Wednesday night? After okay, I don't know about that. I have to take over. I'm just saying. This guy oh, comes out. Well, 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 the logical thing would be whoever that NXT guy is that wrestles Brock is now on the main roster. Well, I mean, is on Raw or yeah. SmackDown. He's not sure. going back yeah. to NXT. That's right. a call. They just, he just that, went one-on-one with Brock in Mania. You get okay, the Brock assignment. There's no more NXT for you. That's okay. that's Raw and SmackDown now. Now, okay. And now you come to Raw or SmackDown as the guy that pushed Lesnar to the limit, even <laughs> though you didn't win. You pushed him to the limit at WrestleMania. So, 
if they make the move to Raw SmackDown, it works. But like Chaz said, you you can't lose the Lesnar and then go back to NXT. It doesn't work. Right. So to me, the Lesnar program that's that that's reassignment right there. That's no, no more <laughs> NXT right there. But uh, okay, so other than that, that's just I feel like they're gonna have somebody from NXT go up against Lesnar. You, I think the person from NXT is gonna win. No, but. Yeah. I feel like they're going to try to, like, yeah, they're going to give him somebody from NXT. That's just me. The reason I say that is because, like, I don't know. For example, like, going back on Survivor Series, NXT sweep. Like, they straight up sweep. So I wouldn't be – and they're trying to push NXT as, like, that. It's, like, not even, like, rookies or, like, call. it's, like, that NXT is that third brand in itself. I wouldn't be surprised if they, like – made somebody from NXT go up against Brock just so they can, like, you know, we can go toe-to-toe with y'all, like, straight up, like, we got this. But, yeah, I think it's going to – I don't know who from NXT, but it's going to be somebody from NXT. I, I know. I, I have an idea of who it could be. Uh-oh. I'm ready for it. Who? Keith Lee. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I could see them going with Keith because he's like a really good baby face right now. Uh, Keith, Keith's the only one, really, that from a casual fan's perspective, if they stand face-to-face with Lesnar, mm-hmm. it looks like something. Because <laughs> yeah. we know that anyone in NXT can. They can go and have a good match with Lesnar, but... If you're if you're you know if you're putting that match on a poster, you need somebody standing across from Brock that looks like they can give Brock a run for you know his money, and Keith Lee is the only one down there. I'm glad that we're all stuck on NXT. Um, oh no, that's not I, my pick. I just want to put that. <laughs> oh oh oh, my, oh I'm sorry. My pick is John Cena. He's gonna get his 17th title reign. Uh, but yeah, go ahead, Cliff. Gotta hate you. No, I'm done. I hate you. Oh. <laughs> That's what Cliff was thinking. Oh. No, my my pick actually, my dream match is um Drew McIntyre. Oh, true. Like, yeah. Just keep it honest, man. Like he's never been in the ring with Drew. Like it's just a matchup I'd like to see. That's my serious pick. Now, if you want to hear my comedic pick, I want Kyle O'Reilly. Like oh um, my man, god, faces yeah. like hates NXT. Cliff yeah. hates oh. NXT. <laughs> Cliff hates Yo, I mean, this, all right, first, have, let's, have let's talk Lesnar about it, right? Have Rumble and challenge Adam Cole. Have Kyle O'Reilly. Poor yeah. Kyle O'Reilly. Poor diabetic <laughs> Kyle O'Reilly. <laughs> I just think, I just think, if, if you really want to put somebody in, like, we know that Brock likes to work with, like, little little guys, right? Like, you know, AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan, you know, he loves working with Rey Mysterio. He loves working with all these guys. So why not? Why not KOR? Just for fun. Just for fun. Just fantasy booking, not my real pick. Drew is my real pick. But <laughs> don't shoot me yet. But KOR, he's just a little guy. He's got great facial mannerisms when it comes to selling. He's got a great submission background, so it looks like he can actually – work on someone like Brock's legs or on Brock's arms. It's just it's just something that would self sell KOR. It's just 
I just like to see that because it's funny how he could do things like where he goes, how dare you? And I would just love to see, you know, KOR do something like that with like Paul Heyman. I just think like the mannerism, his just his ability to cut promos and just the facials that he will make like through the through the whole match, which is hilarious. So like, he's a beast. I'm gonna raise you. I'm gonna raise you a Kyle O'Reilly to a Leo Rush versus Brock Lesnar. You see, he really hates. NXT. <laughs> nah, he he. Um, so he, like, nah. what happens? Like Triple H, he do got an AEW oh. flag over there, y'all. Straight up. <laughs> like, did Triple H like take money from you? I don't know, bro. I think we all tweaking. Like, <laughs> what did NXT do to us? <laughs> like, oh, well, that's an awesome segue into the next uh the, the next <laughs> next topic. <laughs> And probably, uh, oh, buddy, the most controversial topic of the show. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, last last Monday, the Monday, yes, the Monday before the new year, we were invited to a wedding. Yay! We love weddings. We were invited to a wedding of the decade. Uh, Bobby Lashley and Lana had their wedding, and uh, as course as all wrestling uh, weddings go, there's some uh, shistiness. Um, get to the you know the uh the, the meat and the nitty gritty. Bunch of people came out, told them why this is bull crap. They shouldn't marry the other person. Um, one the uh the preacher the well, the officiant lit, was terribly reading his lines off his paper um and but the surprise or shock or swerve and i'm not the talking swerve. about uh, isaiah swerve scott but the, the swerve of that's the, my uh, pick now that's my pick that's my that's my dream match <laughs> swerve, <Scott. laughs> i love i love <laughs> the, the swerve was we had the uh, finally we had the return of Liv Morgan. Uh, <laughs> and, no one was no, waiting. No, Liv did not come out and say that she was aligned with the fiend. She did not come out in a tub. But she came out in a rather nice dress and she said that this couldn't happen. Ironically, well, not ironically, we all thinking, oh, snap, Bobby was having an affair with Liv. If you thought that, then you were wrong. Because Liv did not have an affair with Bobby. Liv was having an affair with Lana. So Liv Morgan, ladies and gentlemen, is a lesbian. Now, when this happened, Twitter, the social media, you know, wrestling world, the community went crazy. You would have thought the internet blown up. People were talking that, oh, this is a cheap way to go and representation. A lot of people were upset because this was, you know, the very storyline that Sonya Deville was pushing for to do with Mandy. So... 
this is the question, guys. Was it tasteless? Was WWE tasteless in doing this uh, this uh, swerve? This this first ever, I guess, and uh, not first ever, but this lesbian storyline in a sense. Um, who wants to start it off? We'll go with Cliff. You can start this one off. Was it tasteless? I mean, what you think, bro? I'll, okay, let's just talk about like the first the story, right, with Rusev and everybody. And I said it in the chat with everybody. Um, I I don't care. I don't care. I don't care for the story. I just don't. And it's not that I don't like the story, because I know a lot of people do. But the one thing that we've always known is that whether people love you or hate you, business is always going to be good. So I don't have an opinion on it. So I'm just like, I don't care for it. We can move on to the next next part of it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't care about the story, so we can just kind of move on. Um, as far as, like, the live thing goes, yeah, it was fucked up. It really was. And the reason I say it was fucked up was because if Mandy and Sonya were kicking an idea around saying, hey, we want to we run this, this angle that we think is going to be very progressive towards the LGBTQ community, we should do it. And Stephanie came out. In 2016, talking about how they're going to push these big stories and stuff. And the only thing you did was a cheap pop. Like, that's all you did it for. Like, that's the only reason why Mandy was brought up at all. For Or not Mandy, I'm sorry. Um, or Liv was brought up for this whole wedding thing. That was it. It was just a cheap pop. Like, it was, it was tasteless. Like, it didn't matter anyway because Mickey James and Trish Stratus did it better anyway in 2000. So, I mean, Hello. sorry. Uh, that will always be one of my favorite WrestleMania moments of all time. And I think y'all know what I'm talking about. No. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> to bring it back. To I'm bring just it back, glad though. that this is not video. I'm glad. <laughs> hey, this yo. is an audio podcast. <laughs> that obscene gesture would not fly. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, I will not describe what this man listen, Man, I'm with Cliff. Straight up. <laughs> he made a motion as if he was licking a pussy. <laughs> that I'm not going to describe. Is that the obscene gesture? <laughs> yeah, I think that was the obscene gesture. In all, in all honesty, though, oh. man, it, was a, it was a cheap pop. It wasn't necessary. You didn't have to have it in there. It is what it is. I mean, I know you wanted to like do like this big twist with something, but you had this. The segment went on way too long, and that part you could just cut out. It didn't really. It wasn't necessary. So that's my point. That's that's where I'm at with it. Alrighty, little JJ. You want to know something? Yeah. 
better than you going around and settling with someone else, even though someone else's idea. That's kind of that's kind of petty and messed up on my. That's what I think. That's that, that's really 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 messed up. And I don't know how Sonya and Mandy feel about that, but I would be really 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 pissed off because that was that was our idea. And I think personally, we can. Someone called it that NAACP. <laughs> You'd be so mad. You go piss off an entire community just by saying the alphabet organization. <laughs> but yeah, I, I do find it tasteless. And, and the fact that that's how they went about it. And also, as Cliff said, it, it didn't really bring anything extra to like an oh very affair. So now what's gonna happen with Lana and Liz? Are they gonna stop it? Right, Mr 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 Chris Island. Let's see. How can I put this? Because the question is, it was it tasteful or not? Mm-hmm. Um, for lack of a better term, I'm going to say I didn't give a fuck if it was tasteful or not. I enjoyed it. It was great. It did what it was supposed to do. <laughs> they wanted to rile everybody up and get a reaction. That's what they did. They achieved their goal. <laughs> <laughs> they it was the highest rated segment uh, of Raw of the year. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. 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 That does huge yeah. numbers for them on their social media platforms. <laughs> People like messy shit. That's just a fact. People like messy shit. Whether they want to admit it or not, they like messy shit. Then this storyline has been one hot mess, and that's why we all can't stop watching it. <laughs> it's like every reality show program that's out there. <laughs> that's why people love it. That's why people hate it. It's a hot mess. I think it was designed to be a hot mess. And I think the more of a hot mess it is and the more people keep watching, 
the more it's going they're gonna do. Plus, I mean, yeah, they stole Sonya and Mandy's idea, but that's not anything new in wrestling. Get their ideas all the time and used for other people. And having Liv be a lesbian in this story is no more distasteful than telling the world Mr. McMahon died in a fiery explosion in a limousine. <laughs> well, wait, didn't they, didn't they try that before with Chuck and Billy? Wasn't that a storyline? Like, but yes, and it's like this isn't even like this is the first time we've seen gay or lesbianism like this in WWE. Nah, straight up. Ask ask someone ask someone if about the the, the Billy and Chuck ceremony. No one's gonna be like, oh, I hated it. It was distasteful. They're gonna be like, oh yeah, it was great. Eric Bischoff with the reveal. Like Cliff said, uh, talk about uh, Trish Stratus and Mickey James. Oh, everyone loved that story. That's way worse than what we saw on Monday. <laughs> that's why, hey, uh, and I'll be real. Like, that's why I said, like, I'm just, I'm flat about it. Like, I'm not high. I'm not down on it. It's just like, I know it's there. I just don't have a reaction to it. Maybe because, maybe because, like, I've been watching wrestling for so long that I'm just kind of like, it is what it is. This is, it's, yeah. it's a car crash. And I, I've seen so many car crashes. It's like, all right, well, it's just another one going by. <laughs> exactly. This is this isn't any worse than anything we've been watching and seeing over the last twenty years. It's just, it's just not. It's not. We watched Paul Bearer get murdered in pay per view. Nah, straight up. In concrete, like. We got thrown in a freezer. <laughs> Kane pushed Paul Bear off a platform and went splat on the ground. <laughs> like, Undertaker got buried other every other month for like five years. Like, Literally. come on, Literally buried. That's that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, <laughs> Mr. McMahon fought God. <laughs> It's a goddamn pay-per-view match. Man. So, okay. Like, I personally, personally tuned in to Raw to watch this segment. I didn't watch Raw, anything of Raw before. I think I probably tuned in probably at least the last hour so I knew I could watch it so I wouldn't miss anything. And I knew going in, because it's a wrestling wedding, that uh, we were going to see some shenanigans. I knew that going in. So Mm. I was expecting something. Regardless if it was Rusev, you know, because he does come out at the end, he pops out the cake. So I knew Rusev was coming. I just didn't know how or in what shape, way, or form. Now, tasteless? Do I think it was tasteless? No. I don't. I think it was lazy, typical Paul Heyman booking. That's what I think it was. Liv Morgan did absolutely nothing wrong in in this situation. And because I've seen a lot of flack on Twitter that they were giving Liv flack because she's so-called friends with Sonya that she shouldn't have did the, you know, should have said something and all. 
Liv Morgan is an employee of the World Wrestling Entertainment Incorporated, a publicly traded company. She is an employee. Independent like contractor. Everyone else. Well, okay, you're right. She is an independent <laughs> contractor. But even though mm-hmm. technically the way that's the way that their system works, they're an employee. They just don't get benefits. The way uh, we well, we can talk about that. We can add it on another show about this independent contractor. I have a lot of I have a lot of gripe about that. But Liv Morgan followed instructions. Her boss said, "Hey, this is what you're doing. Do it." Was it tasteless? No. Was it stupid? A little bit. Like you say, was he getting the cheap pop? Yeah. Of course, you get the cheap pop. Yeah. You always gotta go for the cheap pop. That's that's the way that's the way the wrestling works. Uh, wrestling works now. It's all about the pop. It's all about the pop and about my push. So. All right, Jr. <laughs> I listen to a lot of Jr. But um. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. I don't think it was tasteless. Is this is this the right way for them to go about? You know, including the LGBTQ community. No, I don't think this is the right way to do it. I don't think it's the right way at all. We're gonna do a lesbian storyline. Woman, some type of positivity light. Not have her crash some wedding because you know the well, lesbians yeah. are having an affair. Right. That's, that's assuming that this was designed to put to. To be inclusion. <laughs> you're right. Exactly. And that, you know, when you, when you, when you say that, that you're right. Because who said this was be. supposed to be their inclusion? They could have plans for some big gay-ass wrestler <laughs> three months that's debuting. That's supposed to be the inclusion. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I know that sounds bad, but you know what I mean? Like who said this? Like that was the 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 purpose of it. Like who said this was supposed to be their inclusion? Yeah, very true. Yeah, very true. It's twenty nineteen. I, mean, I didn't take it as well. oh yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Like yeah, I didn't. Funny. No, no, no. Like, we're talking about the damn wedding. It's twenty nineteen. Okay, <laughs> we know damn well that that's how they wanted to include this. Now being twenty twenty, and we're a little older because you oh, know twenty well, twenty tens the- are back there. Well, if, if, if they want to talk about WWE's lack of inclusion, shame on the fans for not getting behind Darren Young. That's what I got to say about that. <laughs> man. If, they want, if they want to talk about lack of inclusion, that man had they they let him fall by the wayside. No, I, no, I agree. With that. I don't agree get with me that. started on my that. primetime players rant. We'll save that for another episode. <laughs> Millions of dollars, millions. Oh. So go ahead, uh, Noah. What do you think about it? Was it? What do you think about this? Uh, this uh, lesbian uh, um, wedding or entrance or lack of wedding because they didn't. I think I'm kind of. I think I'm kind of with Cliff. It was kind of. I mean, I wasn't really feeling it. I was kind of just like, "What is this?" So I mean, I kind of was just like, "I mean, okay." Rusev, Lana, Liv. I mean, I honestly think they kind of messed up a little bit because I feel like Liv could have done so much more. But I mean, I'm kind of just like, okay, exactly like Cliff said. Like, all right, car crash. Let's just keep going, mind our business, just keep it moving. Like, straight up. 
Like, I, I feel no way about it. Like, it's just, I mean, I think they could have done it better, honestly. But, I mean, it is what it is. Like, okay, they're there. They've done it. Keep it moving. Like, when I saw it, when I first saw it, I was just, I was looking. And when I first saw it, like, and then when I saw, like, Liv coming down the ramp, I was like, what is this? But then I looked at it, and I was like, are they about to try to pull, like, the whole, like, Liv loves Lana thing? And then when she came out and said it, I was just like, okay, well, all righty. And I kind of just left it at that. I was just like, all right, next segment. Like, I didn't like it, but I didn't hate it. I just wasn't completely feeling it. Like, it was choppy to me. So I was kind of just like, all right, next one. So, straight up. Like, straight, straight up. No, no, no. Like I said, it's, it's understandable. So, well, with on that note, what we're going to do is we're going to transition into the, our final thoughts, ladies and gentlemen. Um, guys, we are we finished our first episode. Success. Wanted to make sure we give you guys the best possible premiere show. So, um, but we will be back on our regularly scheduled programming, which means we will record on Sundays, which means you should get this podcast or wherever you get your podcast from on Mondays. So, um, before we sign off, um, everybody go around. Shout your uh, social media, sex for little JJ, because we know he doesn't use social media. Anti-social bastard. <laughs> so let's go ahead, Cliff. Start us off. Start us off. Yeah, so you guys can catch me on all your favorite social media platforms at cm underscore miller eighty five. You guys can find me on another podcast just like this one um, called Frankensteiner. Well, Frankie Culture presents Frankensteiner's. SmackDown Dynamite, as well as the Raw NXT, and then you guys can catch me on all of your, um, you know, other activities. I mean, if you guys want to catch me wherever, just go ahead and catch me. So, just send me a message, shoot me a link, whatever, and we'll chat it up. Alright, Mr. Mister Noah Idol. Um, you can catch me on IG, Twitter, Facebook, at you know, at Mystic Jace or Brian Carter, if you will. Um, yeah, ID, Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat, at Mystic underscore Jace. So follow me. And yeah, I'm looking forward to talking to you guys. Mr. Uh, Mr. Chris Idol. Thank you. All of the dignified wrestling fans and all the indie fucks as well can follow me on all platforms at chrisidol22. Please, but if you have hate mail, please direct it to our wonderful uh, host, Chaz, though. Uh, He let me off my leash today. 
Uh, if I said anything to, to the decent people that offended them, I'm sorry. If you're an indecent person, fuck you. <laughs> um, yeah. Glad to be here as always. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's gonna be a long year. Um, you guys, you can follow me. Uh, pretty much everything. Icon underscore Chaz. That's Chaz C H A S, not C H A Z. Um, make sure you guys uh follow us on uh Twitter and on Instagram at uh underscore three count pod. Um, also when you uh listen to us, if you're on an Apple device. Hey, give us a five-star review. Uh, tell us what you think. If you like the show, what you didn't like. Um, also, if you're on Twitter, guys, let us know what you think. Hashtag three count pod. If you agree with us or if you disagree with us, we would love to hear your takes. And um, so with that being said, this is officially the end of the premiere episode of the three count. My name is Chaz Evans. And with my wonderful, wonderful brothers, we will catch y'all on the flip side. Four and three quarters. Four and three quarters. (laughs)